You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Julia's not here, so instead you get us old folks. Um, episode 385 of the New Utah Podcast. Definitely not a prime episode, yep. um, that's for sure, um, but uh, we're still here. Julia's on a fall vending, and it's not going well. Yeah, go go <laughs> spend money at her shop or something. I don't know. She's at a really not-choice uh, event tonight, it sounds like. so. I think it's one that <clears throat> she signed up for a while ago and did more as a favor. I don't know. I yeah, didn't. she just... Trying to help someone well, out, it's maybe. A Tuesday. Tuesday. I yeah, know. Any kind of event on like a Tuesday is just not going to do well. Maybe like Tuesday night for two hours would be useful, but if it's all day Tuesday in the middle of October, like no one's going to fucking come to that. Nope. Everybody's at school and work. And yeah, like, you know, I had a busy day. I had to get my oil changed today. I had a chiropractor appointment because I'm old. Like, I didn't feel like I left work though, cause I worked like the whole time I was at the dealership, maybe like an hour and a half, two hours. I worked the whole damn time. Like didn't stop. It was wild. Oh, I should have put this on here. No. I have to do, have to go back to the office two times a month. That's right. your new rule. Well, I have to go back for these two specific meetings that we're having. And then like we're supposed to work there all day. So I told my company, if you want me to do that, you got to buy me a hub. I'm not going to transport. I'm not going to use some dumb computer at the office. I'm going to transport my laptop. You guys and my workstation, they'd pretty much pirated everything off of it. So like, <laughs> Which makes sense because yeah. she's not there. She I haven't been, been there the for three, three and a half years. Yeah. It's like a thousand three hundred and something days or something like that. No. That's not right. A thousand thirty-one days or something. Your like that. two weeks is spread out pretty far. I mean, it's it, it is kind of dumb to be like, oh, you got to come in and work all day. I get that they just want people there to like, you know, they own their building and stuff. And but someone who's been fully remote, I don't know. She's always gone in for meetings when they asked. So, but uh, I mean, it's it's fine. It's just he's like everybody has a workstation here, and it's literally there's only two of us. <laughs> there's not really that completely one hundred percent work from home. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, I don't think it's going to last. So my my producer sent me a picture of my workstation. I was like, I don't even have a chair. <laughs> like, there's no chair. There's no monitors. There's a keyboard that's just sitting there, like, not attached to anything. Just a keyboard. Yeah. It's like, okay. Well, in his mind, that's a workstation. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's... My uh, coworker that, um, the, the other coworker that's been 100% from home, she, uh, she had, so she worked there, then she had kids, and then she decided to come back part-time as like a data person, which is like down in our basement. And then just due to some changes upstairs, a producer needed an account manager, and so she became his account manager, but that all happened during COVID. So the transfer happened, and she just went to work from home and never, she's never had a desk. So there's literally, like she literally... Like I have more of a station than she does with my yeah, keyboard, my keyboard, and no chair than she does. So I go to work three days a week. Doesn't matter to me. I got to work seven days a week. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> well, you don't go anywhere. I mean, you do sometimes. You go on site, yeah. but your work's in your house. Yep. 
Yep. Speaking of my work, I'll just jump ahead to it. Yeah. My, my poor plotter. So let me give a little background on this. A plotter, for those who don't know, is a large format printer. So that's how I can print my floor plans. That's how you print blueprints, basically. Blueprints. So that, I mean, that's so, so 16, 17 years ago when the company I was working with at the time went under, I was able to pick up the computer, some CAD software, I think two computers for like 1200 bucks. <clears throat> at the time, that plotter was already, I don't know, between five and 10 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it finally died on me. So this week it was, so it was, it was printing, but like no printing. So it was doing the motion, but nothing was printing. Yeah. So the printer head was messed up. So I'm like, oh, printer head, which happened. So I pull it, I go over to Osborne Engineering, which shout out to them. They're not paying me to say this, but they really have been awesome. Uh, they had my part, but he's like, I just want you to know they've absolutely 100% completely dis. Like, this part is no longer... It's like beyond... This printer, you guys have to understand, like, in the world of printers, this printer was end of life 15 years ago. So, I mean, think think of your printer... This is this thing is probably between twenty and twenty five years old. Yeah, I mean, really, like this this is a kind of printer. I mean, it's a printer that's designed to last a long time. I mean, it was a, at the time a very expensive printer. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's well past its life cycle, like a long way past its yeah. life cycle. So I get the part, and Scott, the owner, he's like, he's like, just to let you know, like HP has totally written this thing off, like one hundred percent completely. Like they don't know that you're still using yours. The, yeah, no. There, there's no there's ink. no one else really using them because. It's like, you go online and look for ink. You're not going to be able to find it. And if you do, they're going to want two or three hundred dollars because you cannot find it. And when it's gone, it's gone. I'm like, okay. It's like, so if this doesn't work, I, I have nothing else. You're real, probably not going to be able to find anything else online. So I go back and sure enough, it's not working. It's just not doing it. So I spent a day and a half messing with the stupid thing. So finally called him back and luckily prices have come down and he gave me a pretty good deal. It's still expensive, but. Honestly, it was about a third what I thought it was going to cost. That's me. good. Plotters are not cheap. <clears throat> no. But is it still just as big? It's just well, yeah. It's a has pl- to be. Well, it's I mean, a plotter. I know, like size wise, but I wondered if like any part, any of the parts had gotten small enough that like it well, like, was slimmer. Is it, or is it in HP's new like print head and so ink all in one? Canon is the one that they've switched over completely. Oh, okay. So that's a Canon printer now. So it's a Canon printer, and it, it so mine currently holds a two hundred and fifty foot roll. This one holds a five hundred foot roll. Oh, that's nice. So yes, the paper's going to cost more, but I can do more because there's nothing more frustrating than getting about 75 pages is the max printed. Yeah. And on the 74th page, it runs out, cuts it. And you have to reprint the whole and thing. I, you know, you think 75 pages is a lot. Not really. Not with plans. That not, goes fast. Not with plans because my plans are on average between 17 and 25 pages yeah. each. And when I print them, I usually print two to three at a time. Anyway, so he also says this one prints about five pages a minute. That's a lot faster. Mine prints one page every five minutes. Yeah. So <laughs> that'll be a lot faster. Are, are the print heads into the inkwell or are they separated still? I don't know. I don't know. I, Is I have it, it color or black and white? Oh, it's color. Nice. Yeah, full color. And he's, you know, he's showing me all of the posters you can print. And I'm like, well, I really don't need that. And he's like, it does it just so you know. I'm like, okay, cool. I, I, I use a little bit of color, but, but I know, I know what I'm going to be printing now. <laughs> I try not to do color because color ink's expensive. So. But, uh, he says it's also quiet. He's like, you're used to that thing. He's like, com- in comparison, this like you thing won't even notice it. Is so quiet. You'll be like, crap. Is my thing printing? Does it have the same footprint though? Because the footprint's pretty big. About the same footprint. Yeah. Because it still has to hold. The footprint is so big because the paper that it holds. Yeah, is huge. Is thirty six by twenty four, and it'll go. I think it goes up to forty. I don't ever print forty, but I think it'll go up to forty. So it's still about as long, yeah. about the same size. And he said it'll it'll be about the same footprint and then it's 
upgradable to where you can put the scanner on it and the screen. And all. I don't need that, but that's the nice part. Is like it's like. So is this an is a pre- pretty new printer or is it like uh, like are you buying new or are you going to buy used? Brand new. Brand new. Brand new. Yeah, yeah, that's brand that's new. good. Because it comes with the service and the everything. Yeah, you get like everything covered for a while. The one year service and and. It's under warranty and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's going to last even longer because it, you it's hope. new. I hope so. You hope because they don't build shit like they used no. to. I mean, that That's is true. That is one. Like this printer here, this is a printer designed to be fucking thrown out in three years. Like, that's literally how they build these things. That's why the. Oh, it's about three years old. And the then, ink costs more than the fucking printer does. In large scale printer, 10 years is probably. Matt, from the manufacturer, that's, 10 years. That's all. Well, and that's, I mean, those printers have big moving parts that yeah. really wear, so. And the, the belt drive in it and mm. all kinds of stuff, because it's not a normal printer. But yeah, these things, <coughs> these things that are like 100, 100. He's pointing, no one knows. Yeah. It's a, it's a little jet. <laughs> it's a little HP, it's just a little HP, HP like multifunction printer, but you know, they're a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars. Scanner, fax, or printer thing. what multifunction means. I know. So, um. But yeah, they don't, they're not designed to last and the ink costs more than the damn printer does. Yeah. So part of me is very excited. Part of me is not so thrilled. However, this thing has lived so much longer Are than you I throw ever up in the mic over there. Thought it would be. He's drinking his Perrier. Yeah. I got my Perrier. You got the carbonated water to try and wet your whistle. These mics, so these new mics, they do pick up. I, I've been noticing. Uh, a lot more uh, when your mouth is a little bit more dry than the old mics did, and so you can really hear the. Now, now there's we're some a- ASMR ASMR yeah. podcast now. I'm sorry for people. That, <laughs> it's that's only cute if too. it's like a dog or a bunny, not when it's you two. <laughs> you don't know that. Hey, I got this bunny in my hand. Listen. <laughs> See now, it's that's cute. all the people they don't know. I mean, truthfully, yeah. I got a kitty. Oh, I got one more little piece of info, and then, and then I know Chris, you got some stuff to talk about. So, so our good friend Steph, she was on the show a few months ago. She's with the Beer Nerd Radio. She's also been very instrumental in helping us get some of our um, guests, including tonight's guest. When they were on the show, they saw our briefcase or our our um, suitcase, our suitcase, suitcase that our we carry our, our travel stuff on. And she's like, "Oh, I've got stickers. I'd be happy to give you some." Well, it's October now, and they finally came, so we're excited about that. And she did put on the uh, address, she put Miss Procrastinator Socks <laughs> instead of Miss Tipsy Socks, because that's her alias. But shout out to her. Thank you for sending those. We appreciate it. It doesn't matter that it took a bunch of time. We love it anyway. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, I mean, when I send out our stuff, it <clears throat> can sometimes be a while. It takes, takes a while. while. Yeah. Well, she makes I as mean, much money. I haven't at, done our blog posts. So. She makes as much money at her passion as we do at ours. So I don't fault yeah, exactly. anybody for exactly. taking time to send us some stickers. <laughs> so uh, I just want to let everyone know I've got the best fucking weekend plan this weekend. Uh, I get to go to L.A. with a couple buddies. We're going to go see a professional. They're doing a road trip, too. They're not even flying. No, They're driving. driving. I don't know about the driving thing. I'm not stoked about Well, I think maybe you could maybe do some work if you've Vegas, got it downloaded or whatever. Vegas is probably my maximum drive. Yeah, see, we're going to L.A. <laughs> oh, so never mind. I mean, we've driven to LA with the girls but like with plans to like stop and I mean and there's there's three dudes like we we're all capable of switching off and driving and we probably will but it's also like that's a long fucking drive I was gonna say Vegas I could anything beyond Vegas and I don't like driving to Vegas even that's a tough one for me I'm just saying that's my limit yeah yeah I'm saying I could contemplate it anything beyond that no I'm fine it's 10 to 12 hours um, but we're going to drive down early Saturday. We're going to watch a pro soccer game Saturday night. Then we're going to watch 
uh, Cardinals versus the Rams on Sunday afternoon, and then we're going to watch Cowboys versus the Chargers on Monday night, which is really cool to be able to go see two NFL games and a, a pro soccer game in a in a different stadium. So. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Then we're just going to drive back on Tuesday, so you know I'm going to be fucking exhausted. Football is um, one of those sports that's okay. To, I mean, it's okay to watch, but going to the game is a lot of fun. I love both. I mean, that's a what, what were we? Uh, what were we? Oh, so we were at dinner. So oh, it's also our anniversary, which I didn't put on the notes for some reason, but it's Bree and I's uh, second anniversary officially. Bree and I's. Bree and I's. That's what I said. Bree and I's. That is not. There's no. <laughs> I apostrophe S. That's not a word. Two years ago at this time. Mine and Bree's. Bree and I's uh, anniversary. It's two years two ago. Two years ago. On this day, we were all sitting on a beach in Hawaii. and mine. Yeah, yeah. October 10th. Um, in beautiful weather, unlike the garbage outside right now. It was like, well, yeah, storm's coming in. Stormy. Yeah. Uh, no, it was great. Um, so anyway... Uh, we went out to, because we're recording, cause we don't, we don't miss shows, people. Um, just so you know. Well, and it's a Tuesday. Like, but, we were just talking about, like, we celebrated over the weekend. It's, it's Tuesday. So, but the reason I bring it up is there was, we went to Market Street Grill. By the way, mm, not a, I, I, I've the, been there in a while. It's, it's I not, mean, I think if you're going there for the seafood, you're fine. Because I, all of the seafood we had was really good. I still think there's better options for seafood, to be perfectly but honest. But I mean, like, if that's what you go there for, and maybe the desserts are maybe, good, I don't know. Maybe if you want that. some cold oysters, like, that's the place to go, because they do have probably the best selection of oysters in the state. Oyster. Little oyster. But, I think that they still do a pretty good brunch, but we haven't been there for their, brunch in a couple of years. Their food was not great. The crab wasn't any different than you would get anywhere else, flavor-wise. In fact, it's probably less flavorful, because they don't really season it. Uh, the steak had no seasoning. At least it was a, red, a step up from red lobster, wasn't it? Uh, n- n- oh, that's sad. The, uh, yeah. The, I, like the mashed potatoes <laughs> had no seasoning. I, I would like to say yes, but actually the I think... The ahi tuna that we had as the appetizer was uh, so good. Yeah, though. but I think even that, though, I think could have been better. And I I think for the price especially, I mean, it was like a fucking $200 meal. And it was not worth it. Yeah, you better be way bucks. better than red lobster. Yeah, red lobster would have been like... 80 bucks right. with lobster, like, right. mm, probably we'd go to Red Lobster next time. Well, that's I, which is bad. kind of sad, because I guarantee you if we went to Red Lobster, it would be better. Well, at least we'd get the Red Lobster rolls. Yeah, the sad. steaks might not be cooked properly, but they would have seasoning. Yeah, so the steak was cooked exactly right, it was perfect. but there was, like, no flavor. little six-ounce filet, had a nice crust, beautiful coloring inside. Pink. Zero flavor. No salt at all on this thing. I'm like, what the hell? Not, not even salt. Yeah, it was really kind of disappointing. But anyway, I didn't bring it up to smash uh, Market Street Girl, though I'm going to do it. Don't waste your money, people. Please go somewhere else, um, even though it's local. I was surprised at how many people were bringing like their little kids there. I'm like, the cheapest thing on the menu is like $30. Yeah. So I, just save your money. It's not worth it. Go to a better restaurant. There's better fine dining places. Like Franck's is better by a, by a long shot. Um, anyway, uh, the people that were sitting behind us um, or like next to us, there was four people. They got there before us. They were still starting to eat when we left. And there was one dude out of the four talking the whole fucking time. And he had an opinion on everything. And <laughs> at one point, every once in a while, the other man would like have a sentence or two. At one point, the guy says, I don't know who the fuck these people are. But at one point, they're talking about sports. And they were talking about a trip they're going to take to Denver to go watch a Broncos game. And then he says, within a minute of that, 
that he doesn't really like professional sports like football and basketball and doesn't follow them because he hates the millionaire players and their attitudes. But he's going to a fucking professional football game. And then game. he mentioned the Dallas game. Yeah, and then he mentioned the Dallas Cowboys 49ers game, which was that night, which, unfortunately, Dallas got their asses kicked. But then he mentioned that game, and he's like, that's going to be a really good game to watch. I'm like, you fucking follow sports, dipshit. You fucking, how can you say you don't really follow it, but I you mean, fucking follow it? I mean, we weren't really it. trying to listen, but he was loud. He it's, was like the opposite side of the booth. Like, he, it wasn't the side of the booth that was next to us. It was the opposite yeah, side. He was loud and I'm just like, dude, ew. he was, a, he was an idiot. Um, so sorry, idiot. If you ever listen to this, you're an idiot. Just know that. <laughs> um, also I, this is something I just thought of. I, I did something this week. I joined the old people's club. AARP. AARP. I actually went and signed up and got us a membership. There's a whole bunch of benefits. There's a lot of stuff. 12 bucks a year, uh, which is. A so dollar, dollar a month. month. And um, so the main reason I did it is you can get gift cards for a lot of fucking places there. For most so you buy of the, them for like a discounted price. Most of the time, 10% off. So like you can buy Carnival Corporation or Princess Cruises or so you can buy like a Princess Cruises gift card for I think they're 8% off. But let's say it's 10 because that's what like Carnival is. So we've got this big cruise coming up. I can buy Carnival or Princess Cruise gift cards at 10% off. So I buy 400 or $500 card for 450. I can use that card to pay for the cruise. So then I'm saving 10% on the oh. entire cruise fare and it doesn't cost me anything more. It costs them $12. It just, I say, and if I put it on my credit card, which you can do through AARP to buy them, then my credit card points also accrue. So I get bonus from the credit card points and then the, you know, the kickback in terms of the percentage discount. Is there a limit on the amount? So no, no limit on the amount. You can only purchase five gift cards a month through AARP. Um, but I mean, you can purchase a $500 gift card. So you could purchase $2,500 in a month if you wanted. Hmm. But like if we're paying the cruise over the course of this next year, which is the case, we're going to pay it month after month after month. So like, we buy a gift card a month and then put that gift card on the cruise. Like, we're saving 10% on the cruise just by doing that. That is pretty smart. And it cost me $12. I think I might be joining ARP. It, dude, it's, <laughs> there's so many fucking deals through it. There's a ton of stuff. And you don't have to be an old fuck like me to join. Or you yeah, guys. I think they, I think they actually start asking you at like 40 to yeah, but, start joining. But you can join. If you're fucking 24, you can yeah, join. You, it, you, they don't there's care. not an age limit, but I mean, I think like at 40, they actively start sending you things i know i get i get stuff in the mail you should totally do it it takes like five minutes it's super cheap and it's totally they even worth have it. like an app they have all sorts of fucking gift cards in the rewards program area that you can just buy for 10 percent off it's fucking fantastic so and i've been i, I read about the tip through a I follow a bunch of cruise stuff mm -hmm. in, in social media and I've read about the tip a bunch and a lot of people are like, yeah, we pay for everything with gift cards. We put it on, we use the gift cards on our onboard account. So anything that we spend on board, we're also getting the 10% off. You just load the gift cards into your so account. So you can pay for like all your excursions that way. And they're like, if you have stuff left over, they'll just issue a gift card back to you at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can also use the gift cards like in a casino if you want. So instead of taking cash, you just put gift card money onto your account and then spend it like cash in the casino. Like there's a whole bunch of shit you can do with it and it's all 10% off. So you're just, I mean, well, that's I mean, princess is eight, yeah. but, but still like that's still. insane. I mean, 8% off of, uh, I, I don't know what the total on the cruise is fucking expensive like that 6, we're doing. 000. Yeah. In Panama, like we owe like six grand or something, something like that. 
like six thousand dollars, like ten percent off six thousand is six hundred. I mean, eight percent is like four sixty or something. I don't know. Still, but that's still, a, like that's, that's that's all of your excursions. Yeah, that's like three or, score. Or more, that's like two or three shore excursions that you normally, you know, yeah, you would pay for in addition to the cruise that now you're paying for within the cruise amount, same cruise amount. And I'm still telling you that is the best fucking way to vacation. Cruising is just lights out, hands down. You, you can see a bunch of places. Your shit's all in one spot, so you don't have to move around a bunch of stuff. Yeah. You're not going like, to lose as many things. It's not different hotels all over the place. Nope. You, you can count on hot meals all all the way through the trip. You don't have to worry about eating. Um, not that that's a major worry for most people, but like it's all of that's included. Um, you can do the, the beverage pack, packages, which just makes all of it included, and you don't have to worry about that spend on board. But um, it's fucking great, man. The one thing about cruising is you don't get to spend a lot of time in a single spot. But like it, like for me, if I cruise somewhere and I'm like, I really fucking like Aruba, well, yeah, then I can just go to pack. Aruba. Yeah. I can just be like, hey, this place was fucking great. I'm going to go there for a week. You know, I'll do like an all-inclusive yeah. in Aruba or whatever. But to go visit there the first time, like, is a great way to do it uh, and to go see those places. And, like, the Iceland cruise that we're doing next summer that, that Bree and I are doing, like, being able to stop at five different spots in Iceland, first off, that's the best way to see Iceland. There's nothing in the fucking middle of it anyway. It's all it's coastal. All coast, yeah, yeah, it's all those coastal cities. And so, like, we get to see all those coastal cities and get to do the cool shit in Iceland and then come back to the same place and sleep every night. Like, it's awesome. That's awesome. And And... And puffin season, and we're going to the Westman Isles, which well, it's it's yeah, but it's it's not baby puffin season. It's getting ready to yeah, have puffins. Puffins, puffins come back to Iceland to nest in early summer. So what's really funny about baby puffins? So they seek out the ocean, right? Obviously, but because cities are so bright, they're actually attracted to the cities. They're attracted so, to the light instead of the moonlight which right, would draw reflecting the off ocean. the water. So um, it's like a tradition in the city. If you find a baby puffin, you walk out to you the ocean out and to the cliffs throw, and throw it. them off the cliffs. Because like that's what they would normally do. They would just jump off the cliffs and, <laughs> and, and go. Fly or and jump in the so water. like if you find on like late, like some people will like keep them in a box or whatever and then the next morning. So like that's a huge thing is they gr- you grab yeah. a baby but puffin and throw them off a cliff. But that's late summer. We don't get to experience that. But we do get to go to the Westman Isles, which is the biggest place to see puffins and not super visited. Like, cause it's a little fucking island off the coast. Like, you can't of even see it on those maps. Yeah. So I, that's this, awesome. This is going to be cool. But anyway, so I, that's just my own pitch for being old and, and going Plus on cruises. Plus, the more you go on cruises, if you start to show a, a, um, what do you call it? A, loyalty. Lo- a loyalty to a, a brand or a line, um, you start to get, well, if you really gam- cool if you gamble in casinos <laughs> like I do, you get really great. I like this Iceland cruise is dirt cheap. Like I think it was six less than sixteen hundred dollars for the both of us, and it's like that's everything. That's taxes. It's the same fees. amount of time as the Panama one. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. Well, it's twelve days yeah, instead it's of sixteen. A little less, but it's a long. Yeah, it's still a decent cruise. Yeah, but it's again good offers because of my play in the casino. So, and I usually don't lose that much money it's not like i'm spending i mean we think of gambling as like you know if you're gonna go to a play or a movie or dinner you know you take a certain amount of money and that's what you play with and if you lose it all then i play i play video games that require no skill and don't require any thought process on my part he likes the 
slot machines. <laughs> I, I like. I never realized why Embry pointed it out to me. Like you, everything that you do, like your job, everything is super brain intensive. Like you really have to think about all these different things that you're doing. You know, like today, like I was doing return on investment calculations for all of our clinics with like massive amounts of data to like compare. So like when I'm done, like I don't want to think about anything. Like mm-hmm. I just need a break so my brain can relax because it's just been like pumping iron all day. So uh, slot machines do that for me. They let my brain just kind of go, oh, well, I press the hey, button. Hey, look, it's pretty. I must have won. It made noises and gave me some <laughs> money back. I don't, you know, all I have to think about is how much did I put in and how much am I walking away with? And as long as I don't <laughs> like just keep putting money in and I'm like, okay, well, I ran out of money. I guess I'm done for now or whatever. Then I'm I'm great, man. Um, anyway, I like to play 21 though, but I can play if I can find a $5 table, I can usually play for hours on a hundred bucks. Like I can, because I, I don't bet on anything weird. I don't, you know, I just sit there and just play and just play. And I got to get her betting like 10 to $15 a hand. Because she could still just play. She just has to play with more money, but she can still just it play. It just, just makes as me long. uncomfortable. I'd just rather sit there with my hundred dollars and play. But they, the, a couple of ships ago, they had a really fun 21 game that I haven't found one in any other casino that I like as much that I just literally could sit there while Chris was like jumping from machine to machine and just <laughs> play. And people would come and sit next to me and talk to me for a minute and then they'd leave and I just sit there and just, like, I don't know. For it, me, it that's wasn't just a table. It was a, right. it was a video, it was a blackjack, video blackjack, but it was like one that's got like a big screen with a dealer and like five people sit around it like a normal table. Three, would be. Three. Whatever. It but it's matter. digital instead of a, yeah. The problem is you're probably not going to find those on too many cruise ships because they take up a lot of space. Yeah. Um, they take up a lot. They take up as much space as a table and that's valuable real the estate one that on the you ship. found when we went to the um air show though yeah in Wendover that's yeah. a five person table that that was fun that was a uh-huh. that wasn't too bad but I like I liked that one that table that I played at but but the but land casinos can give up that much real estate it's really right. hard yeah, for shit when I remember like in Vegas like they have they have now in Vegas like they'll have video tables and they'll have live dealers up front but they'll have like 15 video tables where people can play roulette or blackjack or whatever game they want at the table. And then the four or five dealers that are up front dealing the different games are basically dealing to 30 Whoever's people, playing whatever you know, game. or how many ever people are playing that game. It's that's actually was kind of cool. I thought a, a good way to increase table space. The problem is there's no interaction. Like that's one of the fun things about table mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Like me. I do like to do that when we went on uh Sean's cruise, um, one of the days we went into the casino, cause when you're, when you're on a cruise out in the ocean, uh, you're, you can gamble at 18. And so we had the girls and we went and sat down. On some at, cruises. Yeah. Well, we went and sat down at a table. Um, and we had a really fun dealer. And then, uh, Chris and the girls wanted to go play in the water and I wanted to keep gambling. So it was literally just me and the dealer just chatting. And, um, when you are sitting at a table and it's that, like there's just one or two people and it's very casual. Like most of the time the dealers will just help you and they'll like talk to you and tell you what you should do. And then you can like laugh and joke and like, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's good social interaction. It's for something an introvert. that I quite, <laughs> I'm not an introvert, but it's something that I, I quite enjoy. And so when we go on our Iceland trip, I told Vanita she's going to sit at the table 
and she's gonna play blackjack with me. <laughs> and she was like, okay. Fun. Uh, so Ink Against Cancer yep. has a few fundraising events. I'm not gonna mention the ones this week because you probably won't listen to it before then, but. <coughs> well, he's gonna just cough and die here, right here on the podcast, <laughs> folks. Right like on our anniversary. So, uh, Tuesday the 17th, they're going to, uh, R&R Barbecue for a fundraiser. Uh, and then, or, or you can go to R&R Barbecue and mention them and that's a fundraiser. Any, any of the R&R barbecues in Utah and Idaho. Uh, and on Saturday the 28th, uh, the Texas Roadhouse out off of 106 South and Sandy. It's like 200 West. It's like right off the freeway mm-hmm. there by the, the mall, um, by my office actually, uh, is doing a fundraiser night for, uh, Ink Against Cancer. So if you're thinking about going out to dinner, uh, one of those two nights, the random Tuesday next week or Saturday at the end of the month, um, maybe shoot those places and, and, uh, see if you can't help Ink Against Cancer out a little bit. So. Are, is your family doing like their normal Halloween stuff without you there? Yep. There. Yeah, just they just won't have a dad drinking in a in a lawn right. chair in the driveway. There right. won't be any booze this year. <laughs> That'll be disappointing. So <laughs> only if you go, hun. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'll. I don't know if I will. No. We'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, we might just stay here. I don't know. All right, this week uh, we have in studio with us Jillian. Uh, I didn't even ask. It's Watsonabe, right? Perfect. Yeah. See, that's a. I don't know. You yeah, know, if your name was Smith, we'd have a problem. Watanabe. It's actually like Smith of Japanese last names. <laughs> <laughs> or Brown. I'm just trying to, like, that's really familiar to me. Oh, Probably we, because it's like the Smith of Japanese We names. talked about it a couple weeks ago. No, but that's not oh. why. Like, I know someone named Watanabe. What was Eugene's well, last name? Well, I know her too from somewhere, so. <laughs> we're, we're figuring it oh, out. We're know. trying to figure somewhere. it out. I don't think it was Watanabe. Now I have to look after we're done. So I have a guy that used to work for me, and he was from Kenya, and his last name, it was not Watanabe, I don't think. But Why would it be? I don't know. It just, <laughs> for some reason, that last name makes me think of I Eugene. I don't think I ever knew his last name. I'm going to have to go look yeah. now. Uh, anyway, uh, Jill is- Oh, I stole uh, your water. I'm you're sorry. the owner, right? Of, yes. Uh, of uh, Sukisaki? One of three co-founders, yes. Excellent. Excellent. So Sukisaki is a- uh, a sake company, which is a uh, rice wine. Correct. <laughs> You're on a so, roll. Well, you know, people. He really you know. likes sake. Well, some sake. I don't not like. Is it sake or sake? Um, it's pronounced sake. Okay. Yeah, I'm never going to correct anyone. Well, I'll correct people because I want <laughs> okay. people to fucking say stuff correctly. Unless <laughs> I say it wrong, in and which case it's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't worry about it. It's just because I have a bad accent and I'm, I'm a Southern boy who says shit wrong all the time, so. He likes to say lawyer and things like that. Lawyer. There's nothing wrong with lawyers. (laughs) I encourage him to say I get legislature and legislator uh, mixed up a lot, too. Um, Tomato, tomato. Don't ask me which version of sell to use. I know a sailboat is S-A-I-L, but if you want me to figure out S-E-L-L and S-A-L-E, I fuck those up. Like (laughs) It's a 50-50 chance whether I get those words right. And I know what they mean, but it doesn't matter. Everybody has their words, though, that... Just, yeah. Yeah, I don't, uh, I used to spell, uh, definitive, uh, define, which is weird. You used to spell it definitely? Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah, that's one. Definitely that definitely I Definitely to definitively. Yeah, definitely, this is like, I, some of the, I'm better at a lot of those now. Thank God for Microsoft Word being better at grammar checking now. So, 
Uh, okay, sorry, we're, we'll get back to you now, Jillian. So, Jillian, the first question we have for you is, uh, when were you born? We just need the month and the day. Month and a day? Yeah. Yeah. October 25th. Oh, wow. Yeah. October 29th. Oh. Jeez. So close. Scorpios. Oh, I'm at November birthday. 11th. So it's not October, Ooh. but I'm also a Scorpio. Rome full of Scorps. So that means the end of January. He's a cancer. Oh. That's rude, man. End of January, first <laughs> part of February, maybe. Your maybe Valentine's Day. <laughs> they were. Anniversary. Do you, do you know how you were conceived? Have you heard the story from your I parents? I have not. My, I don't think my mom would ever tell me. Well, now you know. <laughs> what if you when asked her, was. like, outright, and you just were like, Mom, I was thinking about this the other day, and it had to be sometime in, like, late January, early February. What were you guys doing? She would probably, like, faint <laughs> at the question. <laughs> so she's, like, true Japanese, like... It's actually, so she's this sweet little blonde Dutch, oh. yeah, Aww. little lady. And then my dad is he, a how, Japanese dude. So how did they meet? Um, California. Yep. Of course. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> she was a little Pasadena lady and he was this cool baseball player. Oh, baseball players. Aww. Who did he yeah. play for? I don't know. Somewhere in California. <laughs> He, the, he was a he was a pitcher, but he he overworked his elbow. For the Sacramento working cats, like triple A division, yeah, double A division, something yeah. like that. Because there's a lot of Japanese players. Oh yeah. I mean mm-hmm. a lot in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Eugene's last name is Watola. I am not Watanabe. What? Well, okay. I don't know why I thought Eugene, but I do know Watanabe and I You're know so I gotta weird out that you're still stuck on that. Well, cause <laughs> move along. It, Bugs me. Like, Move along. Trying to remember, trying Move to understand along. why it made me think of Eugene. <laughs> what was the last name? Uh, what? <laughs> I don't, Never mind. Never mind. Some Kenyan, some <laughs> no, Kenyan last name. So they met in California. Where were oh. you born? I was born in California. Watola. Yep. Watola. That's the last name. Watola. That yeah. That's a, that's. So Kenyan. just because it starts with that W? No, no. I just <laughs> for some reason it made me think of his name, but I know I want to And now I'll figure it out later. Like. Uh, like three episodes from now, and I'll fucking blurt it out yep. on the mic. We'll just be mm-hmm. talking about it. I know where I know her. Uh-huh. And you'll be like, I know someone named that name. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all right. <laughs> These are weird. So they met in, ca- your parents met in California. Is that where you were born? Yes. Yeah. She was uh-huh. born in California. San Sorry, Dimas. I, that's okay. My mind was on Eugene. Did you say San Dimas? Yes. Like, like a, ba- a son of a bitch. See, it's not I'm just too us. old. I know. Uh, like Bill and Ted. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, no, I was thinking, you know. Is that San what everyone Dimas asks you when you tell them about San Dimas? Yes. And I still don't tell anyone, but I still haven't seen that movie. That's all right. <laughs> I mean, you look, you look a pretty young to see that movie. Yeah. Honestly. We watched the newest one. It was so bad. Oh, no. Have you watched the original one? Oh, I've seen them all. One, yeah. two. Have you watched it recently? It's also bad. Oh, it didn't age well. It, huh? You just no. have a love. It, it for wasn't it. good to begin with. Those movies were. They, it's not like Breakfast Club. <laughs> they were mid. They, yeah. they were popular. That doesn't mean they were good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like there's a lot of movies that were popular that well, you watch them again and they good. weren't very good. I tried watching um, Sex Tape today. The one with. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I got like thirty Never minutes. Even heard of that? I got like thirty minutes in. I'm like, this movie sucks. Yeah, I it's just with, changed it. It's with it's. I don't know the dude's name. He's, he's always in the. Does it matter movies. if it's bad? No, it doesn't. It was terrible. I've never even heard of that movie. It was, it was very popular when it came out. Moving along. Well, Molly Ringwald said that she showed The Breakfast Club to her woke 14-year-old daughter, and she was just like, this is ass. Like, <laughs> yeah, she just was yeah. like, this movie is trash. I mean, it really is. There's, there's like, like yeah. a theory. Oh, yeah. There's That's... like a theory that Ali Sheedy's character is like... Oh, it's the best fucking theory. Yeah. She's like high and having like a... She's having hallucinations. Uh-huh. 
Ooh. And that's why, like, whole... and that's why nothing, like, everything's so cliched and, like, weird things happen and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, I uh... mean, that's not legit, but it makes a lot of sense. To Most me. of those mm-hmm. 80s movies have next to no plot. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it just is what it is. Well, I was like, uh, what, what did I see the other day? There was another movie where they were like, yeah, this is all just uh, one person being a schizophrenic or something like that. Or they know that it was Moana. Moana dies. Oh yeah, oh, at yeah. the beginning of the movie. Well, that's how she's able to go underwater. They're saying when she when she gets knocked over in the ship, she actually dies, and that's why after that she just oh. sees the spirits. All she, and then well, at the end, when she sees the queen, what? she brings her, she puts her back in her body, and then she that, that's when life. she starts to see the people. I'm gonna rewatch that tonight. But that's yeah. how that's how she's under the ocean. Because she that's only crazy. meets spirits after she falls off the ship yep. until the very end, and then. She meets the the island queen, you know, where they she's in like the palm of her yeah, hand yeah. or something, and then that's when she's like, okay, I'll like, so she gets her body back, and then that's when she goes back to her island and sees her family. What? Yeah. Also, Disney and Pixar are like their animators are the kings and queens of Easter eggs. Yeah. There are so many little th- like if you really watch these shows closely, there's posters from other movies that time in. Oh, there's toys. so many little Easter eggs between the movies and pop culture at the time. Like it's it's crazy how much stuff they fit into these movies. It's really really cool actually. Um, and that's not why we're here. Um, <laughs> that was a really big um, tangent. Oh, I got, of, I'm here for Disney movies. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, you, you're you're born and live in San Dimas for a while. We're going to talk movies, I guess, because that's the <laughs> only thing San Dimas is known for. I think is Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so did you grow up in California? Um, I moved here when I was eight. Okay, actually, so what yeah. brought what brought you here? Um, parents. I mean, I mean obviously, just, yeah. My there, I'm actually ex LDS. Okay, so, my so parents, religious yeah, affiliated. I Come to the the, the motherland, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so Jeremy. They, so did they yeah. come to the actual motherland in Salt Lake City, or like the real Mormon motherland down in Utah Probably. County? The suburbs of Sandy. Okay, so yeah. like they so kind of came the, to on the, the cusp promise. of yeah. both, I guess. They're like between Happy Valley and betwixt us, you know? Happy Valley and yeah. So are they still of the predominant faith? Uh, my mom is, yeah. yeah. My my dad passed away. Oh, oh. yep, that's too bad. Was he when he passed away? Yes. What would they think? What do they think about, or your mom think about you being a she founder doesn't, she of? She say, "What would you think of? Yeah. She's alive." I know that's well. I said, "What would they?" And then her <laughs> well, dad that's said, the funny thing about like being ex Mormon. Even when I'm in my 30s and I'm like, I want to like get tattoos and like start an alcohol business. You know, it's like, "Hey, mom, like, what do you like think about these <laughs> things?" You know, and she's just been amazing and supportive. You know, and like Aww. she's like, "That sounds like a really great business plan." And then. When I got my first like tattoos, I was just like, I'm, "Like my mom's gonna see." Still you know? worried about what mom thinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but she's super sweet and accepting, and she Aww. she's like, "Tell me what your tattoo means." You know, do you have? So, her, do you try to get her yeah. taste test your sake ever? Like, um, I joke about it, it, and she just laughs and is like, "Do you think your dad off. would have?" No, I don't yeah. think so. I, I'm pretty sure they're both like die hard like they haven't even smoked or drank or like anything wow, you know that's like that's so, some serious stuff man in the gay community we call that gold stars but i don't know if that's like applicable gold <laughs> stars are like people that have only have never been hetero oh yeah so i don't know if there's oh, a word for that oh. for like oh i guess it's straight edge straight right? edge yeah. Well, yeah they're straight edge the problem with calling them straight edges those guys were assholes back in the 90s like oh, straight yeah. edges were 
mean fuckers that like, like beat the shit out of people that drink and yeah. yeah. So they're not that. No, but they have similarities. <laughs> it has a negative connotation, <laughs> is what I'm saying. The yeah. straight edge moniker, but uh, no, that's you know I applaud people who make it through life and never do any of that, but they're also missing out on some great stuff, is what I think. Because mm-hmm. you know, uh, people that stick to their beliefs are good for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. So where'd you go to high school? Where did I go to high school? Um, Alta and Taylorsville. Taylorsville's yeah. yeah. our, our Taylorsville's our rival. Yeah, we yeah. went. To, we went to. They're the Warriors, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Taylorsville Warriors. Yeah. What is out? Yeah. Al- what's Alta? Alta is Sandy. No, no, no. Oh. I know what's oh, in Sandy. The Hawks. The Hawks. Oh. Yeah. I made a kid cry in Alta once when I was in high school. I grew up in Wyoming, so. That's what I remember. For debate, did you travel down to Santa Utah and then <sighs> yeah, make so, fun of a kid? I think so, it was probably debate. Yeah, our speech and debate team was pretty good. And like every year, we tried to make at least one to two trips out of state because the competition in Wyoming is the there's only polls. a half million people in Wyoming. So, <laughs> and like coming to Utah and Idaho wasn't really any further than traveling to like Gillette, Wyoming. In fact, it was a lot closer. So we oftentimes came out of state to go to tournaments. And so we, I remember one year we went to Alta. And uh, my debate partner and I literally made the other debate team cry after we presented our first round of like case because it was like a three different case. It was the whole thing. But we made someone cry in a debate. <laughs> wow. Without saying anything directly to them, then we just made them cry. Do you remember what the topic was? Um, I think that was not the China topic. I don't remember what. I think it had to do with renewable energy. Uh, and we presented, so the type of thing that we did was called, uh, I think comparative advantage. Basically we had like three different mini cases that we were able to spew out in under eight minutes. So fully formed cases of like, Hey, if this one works and you have to vote for us, Hey, if this one works and you have to vote for us, because if any of the three work, then you're affirming the resolution, you know. But they like the guy that came up like after us to rebut spent four minutes and was literally in tears. And all he was saying is how unfair it was that we presented three cases and they weren't able to respond to them quickly enough. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my memory of Alta High School. I don't have any memories. I don't know if the the kids that we did that to were from Alta because Salt Lake's a big place. Lots Mm. of people go there, but um, certainly that was a. Thing. So well, I, congrats on your your mic dropping win. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't. We, it, it was weird. That was a really long time ago. Not babe. to toot our horns because we were all, like, I'm a speech and debate awesomeness guy, but like when we would go out of state, when we, like we came here to Alta, we went to. I, know, I remember one time we went to um, Idaho Falls and participated in some tournament there. They announced us as the winners of the tournament, and there were still like finals rounds going on for events because we had just That's obliterated decimated. them. Yeah, so it was he Thanos. A, all the other teams. There you go. <laughs> we sent a lot of people. We sent a lot of people to nationals that year. Actually, that's um, awesome. So anyway, this this isn't about me. It's about you. So okay, you go to you go to high school um, at Alta and Taylorsville, and then then what? Um, uh, man, I don't know. I'm I'm old now, dude. Like I'm uh, even sit, just thinking you, about. I promise you're sitting in a room with a lot of people. You're sitting in a room where you're where you're the youngest. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, which foot should I put in my look? Mouth? We're we're planning their fiftieth birthday trip yeah. right now. Ooh, <laughs> so that's epic. We're old. Um, what did I do after that? Hmm, I jumped into food and beverage. I did fashion design college oh, for a little bit. Um, 
came out as gay, figured that out in Salt Lake City, Utah. Back then, it wasn't cool. Well, coming um, out when you're like 14, 15, unless it's now, mm-hmm. was not cool. Yeah, nah, it was Especially not. with two very LDS parents. Uh, that's- exactly. Yep. I remember I came out on MySpace. That's how old, that's how long ago that was. Okay, yeah. so, I mean, you're, and my you're mom was like, what is this? And then she told my dad and he's like, what is all this? And I was like, oh my God. Like, it's but just then, MySpace parents. It's fine. I was like, oh, that's an old MySpace profile or said something. I was pretending. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even mine. Um, Wait, but yeah, no, well, they've, how they've old were you around. when you did that when you came out? Uh, I was 16, 17. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's still scary. that's still pretty yeah. young to it was, do it. It was not easy. However, I will add that um, my mom has invited every single girlfriend of mine to Christmas dinner. Oh, she yep. sounds like such a nice. Lady. She is. She really is. Perfect. Usually, that's like a- little blonde people are, are not nice. No, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, I'm your gonna, mom breaking the stereotype <laughs> of little blonde people. I'm going to give your mom some credit. Also, I'm going to point out. She was not a Utah Mormon. She may live in Utah yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. She's California Mormon. Mm-hmm. They're, they're different. We've yeah. talked about it a lot. It's not California that makes some difference. People outside of a heavy Mormon populated place. like Anybody outside Utah, <clears throat> Arizona, and Idaho. Well, I mean, parts of Arizona, but not all of Arizona. Like a Mormon in Phoenix is still pretty fucking rare. It's like a Mormon in Denver. Like hmm. they just, they're, you know, you go from a place here where it's 70% of the population like the judgmentalness and the non-accepting nature because they don't have to accept people. They got 70% of people that are just like them. When you go other places and then you're like, you know, your ward is, you know, a whole city, not a neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, not like the seven well, blocks around your house. Yeah. Here. It's like six blocks is your <laughs> ward, you know, it's three streets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but like when you're in a place that's not so understanding and not so accepting and everyone around you thinks you're in a cult, um, you know, which is the case for a lot of Mormons out of state, mm-hmm. you act a lot differently. You're a lot more open and accepting to like, you know, how people really are. Mm-hmm. So it's true. Yeah. So good on your mom yeah. though. Yeah. She's, wish- she's an angel on earth. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have siblings? I'm the youngest of five mm-hmm. wow. and I have a twin sister. So I'm going to go visit her in Portland um, nice. to celebrate our old your twinness. <laughs> That's a fun place, Portland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They also have a sake brewery there. Nice. Sake one. So nice. I make sure I go every how, single time. Do you know how many are in the U.S.? Um, less than 20. Yeah, I was going to say it's yeah. not. Not many. Yeah, not many. Not many. It's hard to make. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard yeah. to make. The Japanese do a good job. They have um, centuries of practice. Yeah. It's yeah, not they... Sochi, though, right? <laughs> uh uh-uh, No. No. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's, let's, how, how did you get into. Um, making this decision to found a sake company in in the U.S. to begin with, but especially Utah, like, like well, being you got to look at the whole picture in the U.S. in Utah mm-hmm. as a woman, as a lesbian. It's like mm-hmm. you've got pretty much everything against you you could possibly think of. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, wonder. I wonder that sometimes. I mean, she's probably like, looking at us like all the things am I for just her. Rebellious. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, am I just saying, like, challenge I, accepted. I think a lot of people look back and look at all those things and be like, "There's no way." Yeah. But so why 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 sake to begin with? Um. Well, I'm half Japanese, obviously, and then um, I don't know. I I yeah, but she didn't grow up beverage. drinking sake at no. home. So no, yeah. <laughs> You're, yep, I would be in big trouble. I'd probably still be grounded. If I did that. <laughs> um, no, so I uh, I worked in food and beverage. I worked at um, Tsunami, uh, mm-hmm. one of our favorite places, mm-hmm. by the way. 
um, took a sake advisor course there oh, and just that's became... That's where we saw you. Is that where it is? No. I don't know. Is that where you know me from? Jeremy's just making... That might be where Jeremy knows you That's from. That's probably... No, I'm not making... Which, which tsunami did you work I at? I worked at all of them, but I mostly Sugar House and Fort Union. Yeah, so I don't know how much no, you know. No, because I, I think to, you go to the one in Riverbottom the most. Riverbottom. Which is also the newest <laughs> Riverbottom. Um... Anyway, so I took a sake Sorry. advisor co- course. You, no, I'm you're fine. <laughs> I, I should have led with that. It's mostly, yeah, whatever job that I, I've worked, but, uh, um, fell in love with how it was made. Um, I was absolutely fascinated. Uh, you know, it's rice wine, but it's brewed like beer and it's sold like wine. And then it has a higher alcohol content than that of wine, but lower acidity. So it pairs with food really well and it's gluten free. So those, those things kind of piqued my interest. And then, um, trying to memorize the two most used uh heirloom rice strains, uh Yamada Nishiki and Goyaku Mangoku. <laughs> like I just remember trying to I was like, Goyaku Mangoku, Goyaku Mangoku <laughs> like over and over. Um I don't know, I just kinda got hooked there. And then once I left Tsunami, um I worked at Yamasushi in Montage and took a an actually a level one wine sommelier uh program and then that just kind of broadened the whole scope of you know beverages in general and geography and other countries and soil and terroir and all that um so i think it was definitely a combination of uh basically what sake is where it's brewed like beer and served like wine like those two worlds kind of colliding and then um the craft beer scene started booming Mm. and just taking off um so at my time in Yama, uh, at Montage, I was like, I think, and my sister, my twin sister, I'll give her credit, (laughs) but she's like, you should open a sake brewery. And I was like, okay, (laughs) let me just like (laughs) figure out how to do that in Utah. Like basically everything you just said. Right. Um, but yeah, the more I worked, uh, in sushi, like fine dining, we had an amazing sake selection and I just was getting so excited table side talking about all of these like ultra premium sakes, um, the rice polishes, the yeast, like how, how it's going to pair with what I'm about to serve you. Um, I was like, I should, I should just fucking do you it. Do you know? It. Yeah. I should just do it. And, uh, <clears throat> uh, t- 2019, I had a sake brewing internship lined up for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> ah, same old story. Do we all know what happened next? Yeah. And, uh, plans became in, severely derailed it's and it's amazing how many people had stuff lined up isn't and it dude like, right were we just all on the wrong track or something well, like, like and it all for just, the universe to just be like it, not doing that it just crashed and burned that. and uh you know the millennial generation in particular i'm just gonna throw this out there so they went to school during the fucking great recession like that's typically most of them were coming out of college around then or you know during that time frame into an economy that's still trying to recover and then like a lot of them are like finally on track and then fucking covid happens like Mm -hmm. and even like a lot of the gen z people they're coming out of college COVID happens and derails like our daughter same thing she had an internship lined up at a big cat sanctuary like her fucking dream in denver and then COVID hits and they're like well yeah we're not doing any internships totally totally derailed her whole like her whole trajectory and what she wanted to do in life just like i want to i want to do that in life go work at a cat sanctuary (laughs) i mean that's that's literally what she she has her animal biology degree and she just yeah but 
Yeah, COVID just completely redirected that, that everyone. That two weeks it was closed. <clears throat> oh, it was a lot mm-hmm. more than fucking two weeks, man. <laughs> well, we'll be especially back for someone that's like in the food and beverage industry. Oh, dude, it was chaos up there. It's just like, brutal. Like, we, you just wrecked. It was one day it was like, hey, tomorrow we're switching to takeout. And then an hour later it was like, we're closing the ski lifts down. And then like another hour later they're like, this is our last night of, you know, and we were just like, what the Did hell? Did I just lose my job? Exactly. And then people panic buying flights to get back to their countries that they were visiting, mm-hmm. you know, they were here to work for the winter and yeah, it was nuts. It was absolutely yeah, nuts. Yeah, I mean, we had, I don't know if I ever talked about this on the air, but we had a guy that worked for us um, uh, uh, and, and uh, he was uh, an engineer for us, a software engineer and his visa was up and we were in the process of renewing his visa and having him come to work for us instead of the company that he'd been working through and staying on with us for a few years. But Right when that happened, um, COVID hits and his visa expires. He can't get the new one because he has to go back to India to get it to do the cons to, to visit the consulate. But because COVID happened, India completely fucking grounded everything. Mm-hmm. No one got in or out of India at all, period, for months. They Jesus. finally got to a point. So he was here illegally for like three months because he didn't, he couldn't go anywhere, but he couldn't work. That's like crazy. he didn't dare work because if he worked and the government found out about it, he's barred from he entry for ten he can't get the visa. years. What? And he's just trying to get That's a renewal insane. on his on his work visa so he can come work for us. And like the U.S. has approved it, but India hasn't. He has to go to the consulate. So, so when he finally got back. Finally, India starts doing repatriation flights, and he's like, literally, like we we paid for his rent in a in a place downtown. Like he sold all his shit. Mm-hmm. Like. They were like living on the floor with a few pots and pans. Like we would bring him groceries, God. Uh, because they didn't ha- like they didn't have a lot. That's just we didn't to family. Do. Yeah, and like oh, that's so hard. Yeah, it wasn't just. And him. so then he goes back oh. to India, but he can't even go to the consulate in India because they're fucking closed because of COVID. And so like he would get an appointment because they'd open up, and then they'd have a flare up of COVID, and he'd have they'd have to cancel the appointment. And so like it was just a whole thing. Chaos. Yeah, like it never like got right. Yeah, it's just like I don't that know kind that of he ever got to come back. That kind of shit happened. That's insane. But that, that kind of shit happened to tons of people. Mm-hmm. We, had, we had my friend Steven on the show, who had saved up all his money, sold everything to do his world tour. He was in Vietnam. Oh yeah, that's Ooh. right, that's right. When COVID, when COVID hit, hit, and he was one of the very last people to get out, <gasps> and flew through Japan to get back to the U.S. Yeah. And there was the whole like cruise ship in Japan thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they, they renamed that fucking ship actually. Uh, because no one wants to sail on that ship. They renamed oh, the, they? <laughs> they renamed, there was a carnival ship too. This is a whole different ball of wax, but there was a carnival ship. Do you remember the Pooh Cruise? Oh uh, yeah. Like four or five years ago, they had like massive power problems on the, 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 the ship in the middle of the ocean. Oh. All the toilets backed up. Like there was like literally like rivers of like fecal water like in the hallways because the well, whole the animal gray water dude. Yeah. all the animal life is like what the hell well, is it, going on gray up water is stuff that's been processed and doesn't have human solids in it black water is the sh- stuff with shit in it anyhow but anyway like the carnival <laughs> renamed that ship too so like if you go looking for that that ship doesn't exist anymore the same ship's around but it's a different name that's better marketing but yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't want to go on that to. ship like, no dude, one wants like... to go on the poo cruise <laughs> So, so we definitely want to get into what you have, and she brought some. Yeah, she brought some. Yeah, I brought some sake. Yeah. So let, let's start with one of these. Okay. Which you you tell us about it. If you could help me open that, I'm in a fight with the lid. Um, I think we should start with that. Okay. Um, Jeremy's a strong guy. He's not very bright though, so, um, 
if there's he's just an architect the whole tag didn't come on. <laughs> if ingenuity is involved there might be a problem I I'm not, oh he's got a knife though so Perfect. that's not a knife also mm. a boy scout jeremy is don't cut the whole did lid you ever off get your eagle scout it sure did at 13 see wow that's i remember 13. did you know don has his eagle scout I didn't know that. They've, they've had <laughs> conversations. Eagle Scouts know. You always, it's like being a, in the special forces, you always have your coin. I mean, I'm not surprised that you were. Do you guys, Eagle do Scout you carry just, your badge around still? Yeah. You should. You should get it's, an Eagle no, Scout. No, it's like a plaque thing. It's like this big, right? But you should get it. Well, e- yeah, but you also have the badge that goes on your shirt. You have the actual metal. Can you, you should carry one around in your pocket, like in your wallet. Whip it out. Yeah, like I'm an Eagle Scout. You know, in Utah, not uncommon. To see Eagle Scouts. Outside of Utah, very uncommon. So it used to be, when I was younger, if you were an Eagle Scout and you enlisted, uh, you automatically became an E1 as soon as you finished your schooling. Well, that's like normal now for most people. Yeah. I would have been in basic as an E3. You stink. Okay, so tell us a little bit about Mm. this this one. Okay. So I brought the Suki Trio for you to share. Um, Suki means moon in modern Japanese. It's a symbol of female strength. And my fiance slash wife, um, what's her named name? Named it. Her name's Kayla. Well, is she your fiance or your wife? It's well, we have a mortgage things. and kids, so hey, that's she's like my wife. You know? so, so we, we were, were like, we still need our, to have a party. Today's, today's our party? second anniversary. Wedding we've anniversary. Been together, to but we've been together for thirteen years. Oh, yeah. so same, like, <laughs> right? We. So, had the house ago, mortgage kids. Two years yep. ago today, we were sitting on a beach in Hawaii. Yeah. For their wedding. Cute. Us yeah. and 32 of our closest yeah, friends so came to just, Hawaii. Yeah, you got to just like have a party still, you know. Yeah, actually, so. about this time, I think we were actually literally at the beach because it would have been like three o'clock Hawaii time right now. Yeah. So we got married and we had lunch and then we all looked around and we went, let's, let's go, go to the beach. beach. <laughs> so she was That's in like awesome. full like wedding makeup and hair. Nice. Yeah, I left all of that on. And you trashed the dress right away. Have well, you seen that? Where <clears> girls so like trash into the Well, so I just, yeah, I. I knew I was going to go into the ocean, so I didn't spend a lot. I mean, it's my, it's a beach wedding. Yeah. You're like, this so, is probably yeah. going to get wet. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I just came back and just cut the bottom off of it. Oh, that's good. gorgeous. So oh. it's very fruity. Oh, I'm taking pictures now. I'm gonna um, this is the super moon. This is our June, my Daiginjo, AKA ultra premium. Um, what makes it ultra premium is the 50% rice polish ratio. So each rice grain has been polished to half of its original size. Wow. Um, and that yields a really smooth, clean, fruity I was fruity just going to say, that is so smooth. Um, oh, smooth. Aroma. And then sake also produces natural savoriness when it's being brewed. So we like to balance that with the sweetness of the koji, um, the high, the dryness of the alcohol and the savoriness that you find in sake. So, um. This isn't even really dry at all. Right. This is like, <clears throat> and, and, and sake and sake, you know, I want to talk to you a lot about sake because I love sake, some of it, and some of it's freaking awful. Um, <laughs> but that's the case with every spirit. Do you know what kinds you don't like? Um, I tend to like stuff. I like the colder stuff, mm-hmm. the stuff that's best served chilled a lot mm-hmm. more. I like the fruity How stuff. Lucky. <laughs> and I like, uh, I like the unfiltered stuff. Mm-hmm. I found that a mm-hmm. lot of the unfiltered stuff is a lot, um, to me, I just like it more. You have a very refined American palate. That's not normal for Americans? Well, Americans love nigoris. Oh. And and those are the warm, sake. It's the unfiltered. Yeah. Yeah. So unfiltered, cold. Um, I also brought our Harvest Moon. It's our white peach nigori. So it's not quite as unfiltered as like Snow Maiden is probably mm-hmm. one that you've tried or, or uh, Pearl. Um, it We let a little bit of the, unf- the we call it sake lees or sake kasu through at pressing. And then we just add fresh 
uh, peach puree. Oh, nice. So, nice. so Bree, Bree's going to really like we'll that try one. Absolutely that love white peaches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, a, it's our best seller for those, sure. Those are probably my two favorite stone fruits, white peach and white nectarine. But our, our super moon yeah. is more elegant for like table side dining. Um, goes excellently with sushi. We make our koji in house. Um, and koji is, uh, naturally dials down fishiness in foods while still complimenting the dish. Um, wine is really good with that too, but you, but the acidity is more kind of what, uh, complements, uh, the dish. So, you don't have to be as intentional with what you eat with sake. It just kind of lets the food be the, you know, front and center. Um, and then it's just, yeah, I, I drink this with everything. I was just going to say, I would drink so. this with anything. I'd just drink this. It's so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would have no problem just drinking <laughs> just no, a whole bottle. But I've had some sakes that have a bite to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a bitterness. I don't know quite what it is, but some of them that are just. So there's two, yeah, two things. One, it could have zero to low rice polish polishing before it's brewed. Typically hot sakes are like 70% of the rice grain remaining yeah, or more. Um, so so they heat it up so you can't taste all this. So it's like, uh, it's, it's like having a shitty vodka. Yeah. Um, or any, <laughs> yeah. any distilled spirit where you're getting, like, if you're getting the, the harder, the, the, the head or the tails off of it, right. where there's, it's not, it's not the best, right? Or it's not filtered down enough. Um, oh, that's so good. Oh, oh, there we go. oh I love those good job. Get some um, peach in that glass. For so, I'm so excited for this one. So, um, I always pour too much, so tell me. You've talked a little bit about <laughs> the, the different types of sake, uh-huh. um, and you guys clearly have a... I mean, do you make everything across the spectrum, or do you have a, a pretty... We, we do specifically um, premium cold sakes. However, if you like hot sake you could heat up our super moon all it's going to do is make the presence of alcohol more prevalent on the palate and make the aromas bigger um oh that's yummy the fun thing about sake is you can drink any sake any temperature and you'll have completely different experiences uh based on the serving temperature that's good to know that's good to know and what's the best vessel to drink sake out of because most people think of sake like you get the little carafe and you pour it into yeah. the little bitty cup. Is that the best way to do it? I don't know. If you're drinking it hot and you're trying to maintain the temperature, yeah, that's how I would do it. Um, it's meant to be sipped like a wine, mm-hmm. but I get because of the little cups, people are like, Ooh, take cheers, a shot. yeah, shot, shot. Um, but oh, with good. premium sakes, wine glass preferred. Um, I really want, oh, there's a glass vessel called a Kiriko that is, um, crystal cut. They're really expensive, though. I saw one in L.A. It was like 300 bucks for one of those. Europeans taught Japanese how to cut crystal, and, of course, they perfected it, you know? Of course. (laughs) Well, I mean, they don't got a lot of stuff to do there, so it's like (laughs) very small space, and so Mm -hmm. people get really good at what they do. Yep. Oh, that peach is so good. Like it? Nice. I, I don't hate it. He doesn't really like peaches. I, I'm not That's a big really fan. Of, like that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of peach. Hey, I'll take it. I, I like, and peach. I'm not. I'm not really a sweets person, but this is perfect. Mm, it's got mm-hmm. a little. I mean, you can taste the peach, but it's not sweet in your face. Like, like the a, peach isn't overpowering. No, it's uh-huh. not like I'm drinking a peach you know, liqueur or something. Right. Farm or peach schnapps. Yeah, they use they use uh, <laughs> extracts. We yeah. we just use puree. Yeah. So yeah, so I think that's like, the big difference. <laughs> yeah, that is. I mean, that is definitely a big difference. Like this, this syrups that a lot of places put into stuff. You know, like like the peach whiskeys, fucking gross. First off, but it's like 
It's half sugar because it's a bunch of syrup yep. that's poured into. Do you want to be hungover tomorrow? Exactly. <laughs> Drink this sugary like all, ass like whiskey. Like the same thing, oh, like yeah. Fireball. Like yeah. it's just a bunch of cinnamon syrup mixed in with whiskey, and it's not good whiskey because it doesn't have to be because you have sugar just overpowering the whole mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, I really like this. Very subtle. Yeah, it's I'm really glad you like it. And again, really smooth. Like nice. No, yeah, like no bite at all. Like none at all. Yeah, no, like, noticed, nothing that like makes my eye. <laughs> I've noticed a lot of uh, feedback from because one of my favorite questions is like, "Oh, do you drink sake? Like, do you like sake?" And people generally say like, "Oh, it's like rubbing alcohol or something." Or and I'm like, okay, so they've only had hot sake, maybe, or yeah. they've had a really dry Japanese sake, um, which I, think, I like those, but I think, I think the for is, American palates, maybe not the problem. The challenges helps. I really like whiskey. I really like bourbon. I just don't know enough about sake mm-hmm. to make a good choice. That's my problem. And I think Chris that's always what, looks first. I think thing, that's what a lot of people where suffer. Like sushi. He's like, and a lot of people are have? like, "Well, I'm just going <laughs> to nice. get the cheap sake that they can bring me a small carafe." And it's like, no, get the get the nice stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, don't order the fucking three dollar glass of wine either. Yeah. Well, yeah okay. There's no three dollar glass <laughs> okay, of wine. But I do like it. a plum like wine with my dollars. with my sushi. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> plum, plum wine's good. I'm not, you know, disrespecting that. That's probably one that, of my favorite wines. I mean, even plum wine's like six bucks on the yeah. Yeah. glass. But Cheap date. Woo! Yep. So, and there's not a lot of, I mean, as many sushi places as we have in town, there's not a lot that actually have a big sake selection. Nope. Mm-hmm. And even the, even the liquor mm-hmm. store, in fact, especially the liquor store, does not have a great sake collect- there's, selection. There's one liquor store that I like, Kid in a Candy Store, Fangirl in, and it's the wine store on Harris. And they actually have a really awesome sake Is Harris, selection. Where's Harris? It's over by the giant Costco. <laughs> off oh, on near uh, Grid City on Twenty First yeah. and Wasatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Harriman um, one has a okay selection. It's way better than the Riverton. We got like goes. I think we got like five or six types of sake in there. Well, we're on the west uh, side. Is we mine in there? <laughs> literally, I don't know. I'm gonna have I don't to know look. If it now. is either. I don't think. Don't we have think I've literally seen that label they have, before. Our our liquor store has pallets of stuff out in the open. It's one of the bigger liquor stores in the state, but like they have actually built wooden boxes that look nicer that they actually literally just slide the pallet into with mm. cases of like fucking Fireball, Fireball and Bartons. Ooh. And that's that's They're like we know what you're here for. Yeah, that's what people buy. <laughs> and it's a wine store, so it has a huge well, we wine too. Like this one's like super close. Like this one's like walkable, but there's one that's just like a block over and what two blocks down? It's uh three it's, blocks down. It's a lot more than a block. Fifty four hundred south is a lot more than a block. No, it's just one two. street over. <laughs> well, we it's okay. one major street. It's the next major street over. The other one's literally kitty corner from us. It takes two minutes to walk. But there. both of them are not like they're both they're wine both wine stores, stores, but they they cater to. That's poor Wes. Well, right, so when she pulled these out of her bag, this was the one I was excited. Oh no, I'm to really pear. excited. I love. Oh, prickly it's prickly pear. pear. The, oh. So we have our. Oh, this is special order. So good. By the case only. The other two. Oh, really? um, I need a candle. The other two you can find at Utah liquor stores. This one is special order by the case. So if you like it, um, it'll help us get on liquor store shelves. If you order a case of it, this um, it needs to be a candle it's, it's and like a fresh body and spray and, yeah. and like <laughs> nice. I need to have this for everything. This smells like uh, Bath and Body Works. No, it doesn't smell as chemically, but yeah, no. it's so it's good. It's just beautiful. It's like, <laughs> like I want to wear this all the time. It smells like candy, but it's not like this is the least sweet. I think of all three of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would agree with that. Yep, oh, we do. That's a, really good. The citrus, um, the lime juice, kind of dries it out a little bit, and then the 
prickly pear just adds a really delicious element. Yeah, I I think out of the three, this is probably the one that I would drink the most of. Nice. I just like sitting and drinking. I can't yeah, wait I for you I, to order a case. I think I would pick. <laughs> I think I would pick the super moon, but I this is my second. Nice. And I thought I would think that the peach because I love peach so mm-hmm. much, but I really like this. Nice. So these are the three flavors that you guys sell the most of, or they're um, like a these pack are that you sell? so the. The Super Moon and the Harvest Moon, so our um, Ultra Premium and our White Peach are available at Utah Liquor Stores. And then the Citrus Prickly Pear is available on the Special Orders tab on the DABC website. It's like it takes a week um, for us it's to process bad. it and yeah. deliver it. Um, and it's a six-pack of 750 milliliter bottles. And yeah, the more orders we get, oh, the more... So oh, I like that it's a oh. smaller case, too. Mm-hmm. So you're not having Yeah, it's not a 12-pack. That was going to be my question. Pack. How much is in a case? Because <laughs> I could six. rock a six-pack. Like, we could drink that over the course of a couple years. Well, I feel like... <laughs> no, because I feel like I feel like if we bought a six-pack, Jeremy would probably take one. Oh, yeah. I feel like yeah. Sean would take one. Yeah. I feel like Josh would take one. That's true. We could easily split it amongst the friends group. Yeah, split up amongst our friends. Yeah, they're 25 bucks on their own. It's super easy. Like, there's so many friends that would really enjoy this. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I I say that because we have like $10,000 worth of liquor in our liquor cabinet, (laughs) and I bet I drink like once every other month. Nice. (laughs) Mostly just the scotch that's in the back. (laughs) That's what's up. Yeah, we were busy this summer, so we didn't. To get no. together and then we didn't, we didn't really have any gentlemen's evenings or anything. Yeah, usually the these guys have cigars. like, a, yep, mm-hmm. yes. literally. Yep. So, okay, so I want to talk a little bit about the process of making sake. Sure. Um, so you, you say, you know, it's, it's a wine that's produced like more like a beer. First question is, what kind of distilling license do you have to have? Because, you know, there's winery licenses, there's brewer's licenses, there's distillery, uh, distillery licenses. So what kind of licenses <laughs> oh, did you guys have to have? It's fun. It's fun over here. Okay. <laughs> With the TTB, um, we have to ap- apply for a brewery license so that we can, quote unquote, make beer because we're brewing a beverage. But then we also have to apply for a winery license because we're, quote unquote, selling wine. Um, so you have to have both. Yes. And yeah. then you have to explain the process. Uh-huh. Yep. That's fucking crazy. So this is like, this reminds me of, so we've had on the show a couple of times, um, Mountain West Cider. Cider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, They're awesome. And and they were explaining it to us, like, they had to get a winery license, but they're a cidery, not a winery, mm-hmm. but they had to have a winery license. Mm-hmm. And then they had to explain what they were doing like they just didn't know how to properly license this entity that they'd never licensed before here mm-hmm. and you know it was a it was a whole it's pain so dumb that they that they can't have like even just like an other category for things like this or the cidery or something because like obviously beer brewed you know mm-hmm. hard liquors distilled it's like, all because of how much it's taxed because wine I mean, is sure taxed could, differently than beer, which I'm is sure taxed differently than liquor. I'm sure they can figure out a different other mm. tax. They can figure out something. Well, they can't, could. Mm. They just choose not to. You couldn't tax it like beer because they wouldn't make enough money. But you can't tax beer like like other liquor because then nobody would buy it. So yeah. there's it's, it's mm-hmm. a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and cr- they could figure it out if they wanted to. They just don't want to. <laughs> and in fact. We have to mail. There's like permits online, right? Mm-hmm. On the TTP oh, yeah, website. Yeah. We have to m- snail mail mm-hmm. our application packet. So I don't know how long it's going to take. <laughs> but yeah, that's insane. It's in the, it's in the works. So. That's insane. It's, it's, um, it's taken a while. So what's the process of making sake? Because, I mean, True. we've never had a sake distiller on the show because guess Brewer. what? Brewer. Yep. Um, because there's only 20 of you in the country. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I know. It's, um, and you know, one of them's, you know, thankfully we get to talk to you. Um, but I'm yeah, curious, like, what's, me. what's the process of actually making sake? Um, so the process, it all starts with raw materials, like any other delicious product, right? Um, we source our rice from sustainable sources in California and in Arkansas. What kind um, of rice do you use? We use Calrose. Well, it's a, it's a riff off of Calrose, but then we also use what I said, the Yamadanashiki, which is the king of sake rice, but I'm going to rebrand it to the queen of sake rice because mm-hmm. we're woman owned. Right. Um, and that's what we use for our koji. And then we use the other rice, which is a, lot less expensive yeah, um, Cal for the main cheap match comparatively I'm yeah guessing. it's it's <laughs> jupiter rice which is similar to um Cal-Rose. yeah but uh so we use the yamanashiki for our koji rice um and then the process is basically um you wash the rice because after it's been polished it has rice flour mm-hmm. all over it um wash it soak it and let it absorb a specific amount of water um, this is crucial because then you steam it. So if you over absorb water, it's going to be really jello Also, you are cooking it then. Yeah. And is mm-hmm. the, the heirloom rice, is that all short grain as well? Because I know like the Calrose style Jupiter rice is a fairly short grain as well. Um, they're actually larger than table rice than okay. Calrose. And um, the way they differentiate is that there's more starch in the center. Um, which is why it's ideal for, for yeah. sake brewing. Cause okay. Calrose, you'll kind of get pockets of starch yeah. kind of yeah. dispersed all throughout. So, so this one, Japanese when you look heirloom, at the grain, you can really you can see, see the dark. They call starchy. it the, um, shinpaku or white okay. heart poetic. Okay. Do, you, right? do you do the polishing? No. Uh, no. Okay. Those are like <laughs> really expensive. Um, so you buy all your stuff pre-polished, yeah, but then you have to wash it. They're usually right on the rice fields. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then they, it's the vertical rice polishing machine, which was invented in 1933, which is completely revolutionized sake brewing in general in the last hundred years. Um, it takes 48 hours to 72 hours to polish a rice grain to half of its original size, which is the wow. Daiginjo grade that we use. Um, and then you kind of have to just let it chill and readapt to its environment because of the moisture and whatnot. So after that process, then we take the rice, we wash it, soak it, steam it. And then part of it. So basically like you're doing like making normal rice. Yeah. Yeah. It starts as normal. Like if you're just going to like eat it, rice. Yeah. (laughs) Uh And, uh, for the Yamada Nishiki, we use that for our koji. So then the next step is taking that steamed hot rice and putting it into a, a temperature-controlled room um, that's called the koji room. And in a lot of Japanese breweries, this is a really, like, uh, like spiritual room. It's like a, like, yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, that's so cute in Japanese, you know? But then when I went into the koji room for the first time, I was like, dude, I get it. Like, <laughs> this is like, this is the magical part, you know? Um, so it's temperature controlled, 90%, per- 90% humidity, wow. 90 degrees. It's hot as hell. It's a labor of love process. 90% over humidity. 48 hours where we go in every two hours, um, sprinkle the koji spores, um, mix it so that each rice grain is evenly discovered with the, it's aspergillus orzi is the yellow koji mold. Um, and then just let it grow, baby. Let it like penetrate the, the wow. starch. Um, it basically transforms the starch in rice into sugar and that prepares it for the yeast to turn it into CO2 and alcohol. Um, and then we take that rice, we kind of set it aside because then we're going to add it in stages and then we do the same <clears throat> for our main mash rice. Um, and then add it to the mash. It's called multiple parallel fermentation, which is different from beer and where you put everything in the tank at the same time. Um, and then just monitor the so temperature. So you're fermenting the Koji and the main completely separate. 
they you put them in a tank all together. So okay. you prepare oh, the okay. koji separately, but then you oh, okay. put all of it in one tank all together, and then slowly over the course of four to six weeks, bring the temperature down. Um, so does it look like a beer? It looks like porridge. Does it look like in, a beer in a big beer thing? container? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but we leave the top open because of all oh. the heat, uh, CO two, and alcohol. Um, if we put a lid on that, so probably un- unlike explode. beer, where they <laughs> like, have you ever been to a brewery? All of the the big brew tanks have a venting valve up top, and then you can usually see they'll have like water or something that vents through, and you can see the bubbles and vents out. But that's because it's only releasing. I mean, it's still a, a fair amount of gas, and if they didn't do that, it would blow the top off of these fermentation tanks. But like what you're talking about is it's so much off gas, <laughs> yes, that yeah. you have, and I assume you have to have like you really well ventilated. Give it a space. stir, yeah, yeah. Make sure everything's homogenizing as well. Um, so yeah, uh, it's a f- uh, three step pro- well three step process. It's called Sandan Jikomi, um, over four days. The first day we add water, rice, yeast, and koji to the main mash. Day two, it rests, and day three, you add more, and day four, you add more of all of those same ingredients, and uh, just tend to it like a <laughs> delicious little and then, delicious little baby. Yeah. And, then, and then after it's fully brewed, is it drinkable like right away, or do you have to let it sit? So like with you know with some beers, with wines in particular, you let them sit for a long time. How does it work with sake? So sake is unique, and it's actually really similar to beer in this way, in that it's better fresh, like. With wine, you want it to age and kind of mellow out. With sake, I actually had the opportunity, the first batch that I ever brewed was our one of our, our first batch of Supermoon. Um, and I recently just realized how dope that was. <laughs> but uh, um, I was able to taste just the sake right. Like we were literally pressing it where you separate the liquids from solids um, and just put a glass under and tasted it. And it's, oh my God. Like wow. you, if you can do it someday, you, you, you got to. So I have to come visit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. And, Once and, my permits come through, and which might be in five off. years. Yeah. Well, it takes <laughs> then, <laughs> a while for some other stuff. Um, um, and then after that, it's pressed. It has to be pressed legally and federally to be categorized as sake. Um, and then that's basically, it looks like porridge. And so you're separating liquids from solids. You have these like rice cakes that smell awful, but apparently they're really good for your skin. Um, and, uh, yeah, separating the two, if you have a nigori or an unfiltered, you add that back in. Yeah. I would expect you have to press it because you have to press wine, right? And I'm guessing that's why the government requires you to press it. It's more of like a Japanese. Oh, is it a Japanese yeah. thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean. I'm just taking stabs. Another way that it's, you know, similar to wine and beer, you know? It's just kind of this hybrid of the what, two. What do you guys do with the leftover, like the mash, the after products of the stuff that you're pressing out? Are you just turning it into bars of soap for yourself? <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> no, we tried to we tried to do face facial stuff. It didn't mm. work out. Tried to make chips. It's mostly like animal feed. You can use it as like um, like you could do like a, a marinade for like meats and things. Oh. Um, yeah, I've had a few people ask about that. Um, but how, you said it doesn't smell very good. Mm-mm. Yeah, see, that's where because I like the used mash. Like, if you ever been to the Coors Brewery, that's actually one of my favorite things to smell is their used mash outside. Oh, really? Cause I think it smells so good. Like their nice. leftover like barley and hops. Or that they when we went with. to uh, what you flip it that Jeremy keeps saying we just went to the other day, Red Rock. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's, I mean, I love, there I love the smell of that stuff, um, but I don't think it would taste very good personally. I think it would not be, uh, but I, I, the feed is a is a typical place for that kind of stuff to go because animals eat anything usually. It's true. You know, cows and pigs are like, holy shit, this tastes amazing. <laughs> Woo! This is way better than the gray water garbage that we got from the buffet. <laughs> That's the thing in Vegas, like the buffets oh, yeah. and stuff, all the leftover food, Just they separate it and goes out to pig farms. At least they do something with, you know, it'd be a shame if they were throwing it just right now. Yeah, pigs will eat anything, man. Those things, they love eating garbage. Yeah, you can feed humans to them. You can feed other pigs to them. They don't give a shit. They'll even eat the bones. You can feed chickens anything, yeah. too. They'll eat everything. Chickens eat anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't beasts. know if they eat the bones though. Pigs will eat bones. Chickens will pick the bones clean for you. Sure will. Yeah, but then you still have to get rid of the bones. That's uh, fine. <clears throat> I listen to way too many murder podcasts. <laughs> I was gonna say, they're, Happy they're, Halloween. They're afraid of me. <laughs> don't mess with her. She knows exactly what to do. That's right. So what's on the horizon? What's coming up? Oh, um, it's funny that you ask because I have some exciting news. Woo-hoo. Um, we finally have. Pocket Sake by Suki launching, and it's arriving in Salt Lake, <clears throat> like, right now. Um, we have two seven-and-a-half-ounce cans ah. of carbonated sake that's been diluted to 12%, which I know is still pretty high. Um, and one is a Junmai Ginjo, and the other one is a Junmai Ginjo that's flavored, um, we call it, we're calling it our Sakura Rosé Spritz, and then our other one, a Premium Sake Spritz. Wow. wow. So those are going to make it just in time for ski season. <laughs> so, Carbonated sake so in a can. Cool. Yep. I'm curious how that's going to taste. It's so good. Yeah. 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 Is it? Especially those two sakes. Like, those, they're, that's good flavor. Have you guys thought about it branching out beyond those three? And, and have you been playing with other flavors? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're going to have more seasonal launches next year for sure. Um, you can have a yes. pumpkin spice. I I was thinking about it. Like, don't judge me. So I I don't normally support Starbucks. One because it smells terrible in there, but two just like it's big and we like to try and buy local. Mm-hmm. But Chris heard about what is it that thing called? I don't know. There's some, some pumpkin cream chai tea latte, uh, and Brie loves chai tea lattes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, you know, just it's say got, chai tea. I, chai that, means tea. You're saying tea tea. Yeah, I like I like tea teas. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, exactly. See, no one in this <laughs> All room. All of these people. Yeah, like, uh, so, so, uh, anyway, it's got like the Starbucks pumpkin foam and then like oh, yeah. a whole bunch of so those So anyway, because spies. it's our anniversary, he stopped on the way back from Aaron's and brought me flowers and he brought me this drink. Cute. And, oh. Even though he objects. I, I hate Starbucks too. <laughs> well, he didn't get a, he technically didn't get a super coffee. No, I get coffee. Um, but the problem with Starbucks, and I'm sorry if you like Starbucks, you're wrong. Go to a better coffee shop. <laughs> Starbucks. They buy their, because they buy and go through so many beans, they buy their beans incredibly green and then over, and then over roast them. And if you don't know anything about coffee, over roasted beans mean a lot less caffeine to begin with. And also hmm. it means that shitty, bitter, bitter, acidic coffee. Hmm. And that's what so I just So you can have like the Starbucks. same thing at like a beans and brews for like and add less sugar or less flavoring or whatever and not have If you want a really good coffee you should look for something that's either a light or a medium roast that uh is brewed fresh with enough coffee. So espresso is actually a good way to do a coffee like an americano 
is a massively great way to do a coffee where you have espresso that then has hot water added to it to make, instead of a drip coffee, it's, it's made with right. the right amount mm-hmm. of coffee. Americano. That cuts the acidity out of the coffee. Um, versus like if you have drip coffee and it's particularly bitter or uh, um, gives you heartburn, that's because you're not putting enough coffee grounds into the coffee. Add more coffee grounds and you make a drip coffee. Really? Yeah. Most people put way too few coffee grounds in their drip coffee or their French press coffee, and it makes really bitter, acidic coffee. Crazy. So yeah. Use more Seems so counterintuitive. See, they know so much about drinking, like <laughs> literally like coffee and everything. I love coffee. But see, I don't like coffee. I like teas. Well, so. I love that you love sake. I, yeah, I'm a big sake fan. Do you want me to tell you the two things you want to look for on a label? Yes, yeah, 100%. Please. Okay. So it's split up into grades. Okay, so, and that, it's literally just the rice polish ratio. And that just tells you, we used really good rice and we polished it before we brewed it. So if you see on a label anything that says ginjo, so ginjo literally means, um, this rice has been polished to 60% of its original size and that gets you closer to the shinpaku or the starch in the center. And then, like our supermoon, daiginjo is the highest that you can go. Um, <clears throat> there are some daiginjos that are like 7% rice oh, wow. remaining. Yeah, it's like a thousand dollars a bottle. Which is why we don't use Piriyama Danashiki for, because then it would be like an $80 bottle. Um, so yeah, those are the two things you want to look for. But those are just premium sake. Like you're going to be like selling $80 bottles of sake. Well, I mean, I We're buy, talking about it. Look, I'm not against paying 80 bucks for a bottle of sake. I would do that for well, really good wine. especially how you drink sake. You like you're not like chugging it like you are a beer yeah, with it when you're mowing the lawn. Here's a question. <laughs> so beer and wine have a very fast shelf life once you open them. Mm-hmm. Right. How how about sake? Mm-hmm. Once you open a bottle like that, how long is that bottle going to be good for? Not like obviously you can probably drink it for like three months and it will be okay. But how long is it actually good for after being opened? So once you open our ultra premium, um, if you put the lid on and you keep it in the fridge, it probably lasts up to a month. Okay. Oh, um, wow, that's a long time. But the fruit purees, the ones that have been infused with fruit puree, those are going to... Go down a little faster. Okay, so drink the ultra premium last. Uh-huh. Finish <laughs> yeah. the other two off in a week yes. or two. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Precisely. Maybe. Wow. So. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. And so what What else? You said two things. So you said look at the grade and then what oh, else? Yeah. Um, how it's brewed. So okay. if you see Junmai, like our supermoon is a Junmai Daiginjo. Junmai just means water, icy, and koji only have been used in the brewing process. If you don't see that on a label, it means that they added brewer's alcohol to ah, yeah just speed it up yep to control the flavor and aroma a little more um okay. and then then you're dealing with that so okay you're just gonna maybe feel a little you're gonna feel more of that <laughs> well and you're gonna feel more of that uh that maybe the harsher alcohol flavor mm-hmm. as well probably mm-hmm. so, so yeah yeah those yeah, are the two things you want to look for if i didn't feel a little bit in my head like it doesn't feel like i drink about like drink alcohol like it doesn't i don't have like that heavy feeling nice. yeah and what's the what's the percentage on your sakes typically um 15 15 mm-hmm. okay so it so, kind of goes beer then wine then sake yeah. then spirits and how do you feel about sochi um i like it i i'm more partial to shochu um just because most of them have been distilled with rice i like that flavor more um, I do like a good rice wine. Yeah. There's like buckwheat shochu as well. That's like 
weedy. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, yeah, I don't like beer. Really so like, I, I like the rice part of and it. And for those so, of you that yeah. don't know what sochu and soju are, those are, they're basically like Korean version of vodka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kore- Korean's a shoju. And yeah, then. And shochu. Shochu is Japanese. Is that Japanese? Yeah. Okay. So, and like, uh, soju, it's like a, it's not like wine, really, but like it's a, it's a rice like, liquor. Yeah, it's like the f- flavored vodka of yeah. Asia or something. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. But like they don't, if they don't really like mix it. They just drink it. Yeah. Like as is, like in I a know, bottle. They're hardcore. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. I mean, honestly, if I lived in a place like Japan or Korea with that many fucking people, it's just a small area. <laughs> You'd need I, to drink that you'd hard have too. Have <laughs> to drink a lot more being that crammed. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. There are really only two places that I want to go that are that crammed. One of them is India. I still want to go mm. see India really bad just because like there's so many different regions mm. and Japan. The rest of the, yeah. the rest of the countries, I'm just like, oh, you're like, whatever. I don't know if I could do it, but like, I really like Japan because like I am, I love like traditional stuff. <laughs> like I used yeah. to be, I guess technically I'm still Catholic, but like, the part that I miss about not going to church is all of like the ritualistic, mm-hmm. like, you know, the stuff that we go through and mm-hmm. like, there's so much of that in like Japanese culture and it's very refined and mm-hmm. it just appeals to me. So India, because like, holy cow, from the top to the bottom, like you're going through all of these different things and then Japan, but all, I don't know, all the rest of them, I'm just like, I don't know if I could put myself through that dense population mm-hmm. for the rest of them, but I think I could do it for India mm-hmm. and Japan. Well, I know, yeah, and I've all I've heard is good things about traveling to Japan. Like they're so yes. accommodating and polite, and they, you know, they're yeah, they're gracious hosts. Totally different subway experience in New York. Well, though. and I like yeah. I that's so what I've heard too. We're on huge, like I'm a huge TikTok person, and there's like huge videos about like how they clean their subways and stuff. I'm like, and people in New York are like, I don't think the subway's ever been. Cleaned. They're like, nah. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Also in Japan and like Tokyo. During rush hour, they're literally like smashing people into the train cars to close the doors. Like, oh my god! Because yeah. it's just super populous. Yeah, I was gonna That's say on the spirituality thing, it's interesting. I, it made me think of it when you were talking about the Koji Room being so spiritual. Um, did you know that the first winery oh, yes. in the state of Utah is so wine, li- literally wine license number one is uh, for the Summon Temple, which is a Ooh. it's a small religious organization. They There's a have pyramid. A, a in Utah. full pyramid what? in Utah. Yeah. Where? And, um, Do you know where the welfare square is for, where you see the tower and it's like the LDS church and it has the big like green what? things like on straight it. downtown? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know where yeah, the yeah. Peace Gardens are? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's right like the right there. It's Off 9th and 9th? West? No, it's on the other side. It's the right up to the freeway. Yeah, no, no. Oh, ninth, okay. She said ninth west. So yeah, 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 yeah. I keep thinking the other ninth and ninth because that's you know yeah. where it's all <laughs> gentrified. Trendy, yeah. But like, <laughs> if the sound wall wasn't there, you'd be able to see the pyramid from, from the freeway. From the freeway, but you can't see it because of the because sound wall. behind Whoa. the sound wall. Yeah, it's it's. But like, they have peacocks and a ten, and a so cool. And yes, it's ninth south and like seventh <clears throat> west, basically. Yeah, it's like just just north of. That. So they got the first winery license of Utah. Yeah, and it's it's they use it for if they don't sell it their their tank that they distill in or that they they store their wine in mm-hmm. um to it's let like it like just to the side of where in, they worship it's inside the pyramid right crazy because when they pray they believe their prayers go into the wine and so then they drink the wine during <gasps> prayer to intensify That's so their beautiful and they're also <laughs> i believe the only place in the united states that mummifies the only place that is licensed what? to mummify 
That's just legal. And, yeah. and they actually have it's, at least one mummified person. It's a real process. That's yeah, the founder crazy. of the religion is mummified. Yeah, if you get mummified, yeah. they sit next to you. So you fill out like all of this, like, yeah, they don't just mummify you because you say you want to do it. Yeah, because mummification is a very spiritual. So it's expensive, thing. and you have to fill out all this paperwork. And then somebody goes and reads to you as you're being mummified, Whoa. and they oh. talk you through the past between your earthly body to the other side. And so Whoa. they read the things that you wrote, like the reasons, like you, that you lived, and the reasons that you want to pass through and and people read to you and stuff on spiritual pep talk yeah pretty much but mostly right now what they do because it's so expensive is they mummify pets so there's like the cat less paperwork <laughs> but it's really cool like when you walk into their temple like i felt this i don't know if you guys did but when i felt like when i walked in i was like i need to pet these statues because they're they're hmm. They're sarcophagus, is that what it's called? Oh, Crazy. Yes. Yeah. You know, with the pet inside, so they're like decorated on the outside. Mm-hmm. But like, I just had this intense urge, like, Aww. I need to pet these. They, and they also said, have a big mausoleum now, too. And they said that, like... That is the first thing you should do when you walk into someone's house. Yeah. And they have pets. Yeah. 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 And so, like, you go in there, and they're like, yeah, everybody had, like, everybody wants to pet. And so we let them, you know, they let us, but like... They had <laughs> some stuff on the thing when we went in there. We got to read that. That's pretty cool. So it if, awesome. it's insane for you or for anyone else that ever wants to go potentially see it and visit them. They do have public readings where they do um, different books re- readings related to their philosophy and belief system. Uh, Wednesdays between seven and eight. Um, I believe they actually broadcast all of it as well. I, don't yeah. the they internet. Still, I think they still, I think do. They still do. So, so they have like a really good sound system in the there website. that picks it all up and you can yeah. like, cool. so it is open to the public, but I think like if you want to attend in person, you, you do have to like sign up, um, and, and request because they, they have to go through a process. It's not huge. And they've, They've unfortunately had a lot of people that are, you know, dicks. And so, um, they have a you, lot of people that make fun of it. You do mm-hmm. have to, you do have to request to go, um, and, and you have stuff to pass like vibe check first. Yeah, but just go Basically. out to their website, but yeah. you can always watch their stuff online. Um, they're super nice people. It was, it was a really quite a, it was an amazing. It's so interesting how, like, there are so many alcoholic beverages that are so deeply tied into cultural religions mm-hmm. because yeah. that's literally how sake started too. Um, there's also, I think it's chartreuse. Chartreuse, only two monks in the world know the recipe oh, wow. at a time. So when one of them is like getting close to dying, they like teach another one. So that way two people at least know. It's like the Sith. What the, yeah. What and the recipe is. they're never allowed is. to be on a plane together. Like it's a <laughs> yeah. whole, there's only yeah, ever dude. two Sith. <laughs> oh, Sith Lord. The, the master and the apprentice. Yeah. I saw, is this a Star Wars yes. um, no. shower curtain oh, that I'm looking at? This is at just right a random space I mean, space it's, so it's oh. a photo backdrop. Okay. But it looks yeah. like Star Wars. I mean, sure. It could be. Sure. If you want to. I mean, I like it. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. There's like little alien looking things up in Wait, the. So because we had to repurpose this room, it's mostly the podcast studio, obviously, but our kitchen is very small and he's a like a crazy, like he cooks a lot. So like. There's like, oh wow. It's like a walk-in pantry that the space curtain just opened up. Yeah, well, it's it's not food. It's all of my cooking apparatus. But it's still like the walk and the giant skillet. Good for you. My uh, big mixer, my food processor. Can you do the buff walk flip? The walk flip where you walk. Yeah, he does that flip the rice. Yeah, my he, stock pot because that doesn't really go in the kitchen. He actually like, makes really good Indian nice. and Indian food and stir fries and stuff. Yeah, we mm. yeah we eat well. And then this side is like <laughs> this side is like random stuff like 
or carry on suitcases. And so, things. so how, how can people find your stuff, get a hold of you? How do they, you know, get free sake? Oh, <laughs> uh, invite me on their podcast. In Utah, in Utah, you cannot. It's, it's yeah. bought and paid for, but I yes. did bring it. Yeah. So, um, cannot give away liquor. We no. actually, so for pocket sake, if you want to help us get on, uh, Utah liquor store shelves, um, order a tray if you can. It's 24 cans, uh, per tray. We have our, um, premium sake spritz. Uh, the DABC item code that you can use on the special orders tab is 926517. Um, if you want to order a tray of our, uh, pocket sake sakura rose spritz, the item code is 926518. And if you want to get some of this, Delicious citrus prickly pear sake by the case as well. It's a six pack and that code is nine two three seven oh nine. And you can like literally just order it, them give it on. away for Christmas. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> little, actually a really good if idea. If we didn't have our Christmas gift or, already, yeah. They're cute. They're little. They're like seven and a half ounces. They're like perfect single serving pocket sake um for Christmas and the ski lift and um, all the things. Wherever else you go, you can throw the out office. your cooler. You just you yeah, know. <laughs> lunch break. Uh, I mean, you and I work from home. That's right. Uh, we actually just uh, amended our uh, work from home policy to specifically and explicitly state you should not be drinking while on the job <laughs> at home. <laughs> That's sad that you had to actually spell that out. Ah, well, you, you ever know. have that moment where you're like, should I have coffee or beer? You have coffee <laughs> you know? with Bailey's or peppermint schnapps in it, and you're okay. fine. All right, cool. Then Thanks. you get the best of both worlds. And the coffee's warm, so it totally burns off all the alcohol. That's right. Yeah, uh, okay. I'm sure. <laughs> That's how it works, right? I know science. Yeah, that does. Yep. That tracks. Um, all right. Uh, so affirmation. It's a short one today. Look at the fucking moon. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. That's what's up. Just look at that thing. It's lovely as fuck, right? You're welcome. Now, <laughs> that's funny, but also pertinent because this weekend on Saturday, yep. if you don't know. Annual or annualer <laughs> there is a special there is a special eclipse that's happening a solar eclipse um it's no it's not a solar eclipse it's a lunar no no it's a solar, it's a solar eclipse. eclipse yeah you're right but it's, it's an what's it it's the weird the word is weird to me yeah it doesn't sound right it's a special type of eclipse so it's not a total eclipse so if you remember a few few years back you're able to go out and see like a total eclipse yep. like it wasn't a hundred percent for us it was like up in idaho where you had to go but it was basically a, a full eclipse this one's a little different so if you are in the full path of the eclipse you'll actually see a ring of fire yeah the ring of fire because eclipse, the moon's yeah. not big enough the shadow of the moon's not big enough to cover the entirety of the sun now utah's not mm-hmm. there we're in like the 90 percent category but you're still going to basically see a ring mm-hmm. of fire it's just going to be bigger so don't look at it with your fucking naked eye but it's it's saturday around like 10 o'clock i think right uh, 10 28 oh yeah. see she already yeah. knows i mean my company is named after the moon i better know some things right so the moon's gonna black out the sun um so drink some sake yeah drink some at, sake uh, at 10 30 in the morning look, in the at, morning. That. look at that shit yeah but you really, I really should. wish i could find that word but it is something like an annual or an i don't know it's not just annual it's something like that. And it's not going to be, we're not going to be able to see one for like 40 years. Yeah, or yeah. it's going to be a long time. And it's really cool because we're yeah, like no, right, right in the path. It's yeah. annular. It's it, annular. It sounds it's weird. Uh, when I, maybe I haven't said yeah. it out loud. So Utah is in a pretty good spot. Um, like I said, we're in like the 90% well, zone. Salt Lake specific. I mean, yeah. I've been seeing like on I-15, it's like eclipse traffic, yeah, October 14th, yeah. watch out. Yeah, yeah, which I'm a little, I'm actually going to be traveling. Hopefully maybe we're 
back closer to Vegas at that point. I'm not sure where we're going to be. Yeah, Was it 2046? 2046 is the next time yeah. you'll be able to see it in mm-hmm. Utah. Mm-hmm. But that's, I, I forgot to even think about mentioning that, so I should put that on the show notes. I did too. see, too, the Clark Planetarium. They're like, oh, I they're kind of, yeah, they're, they're popping off. You can get like $3 uh, eclipse goggles there. So I, still have I think it'd be cool to look time. through a telescope. So the, the thing is, like, the solar eclipse last time, like several years ago, it was so fucking hard to find solar eclipse goggles mm-hmm. within like the last two weeks coming up to it. No one really knows about this one. And yeah, it's, it's so like cool nobody is thinking about it, but then all of a sudden it's like going to happen and was it? Was all the, the people are going to run around like they did like back in the era. Was it pre-COVID? Like, ah, the last one? <laughs> yeah, it was pre-COVID and it was a total eclipse. It was pre-COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching so. from my work. Um, so. But I mean. I know everyone had the like tiny like, I don't know, like oh, toilet paper roll with something yeah. over it. No, so my work was really that. cool. They actually bought us all glasses. Nice. So we all, and then we all like took oh, a break. Oh, well, I was and, using like, a toilet paper. No, I'm just went out <laughs> onto the. <laughs> Went out onto the parking. You have an odd spot level. in your eye. Yeah. <laughs> I remember in school you made Never those like you made those like shoe boxes where you get to see a dot, and I'm like, it's a fucking dot. Like that's not cool. But this this will be awesome. The only part at. of your retinas will be yeah. charred, just so you can still it. see. But Straight you know, except for that one black dot. I remember the videos of Trump standing there staring at it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he'll do that again, and then he'll just go blind. <laughs> They're like, we're gonna arrest you again. Well, he was just fighting off COVID from the that's UV right. race. <laughs> After drink bleach, uh, I am enjoying the time of and took some ivermectin. Not listening to his dumb voice yeah. for until next this time next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean. well, unless he's in jail or the the trials are televised. Oh, he could be. He can become president from in jail. Uh, okay, so if you want to find us on social media, it's at TNU Podcast, and our website is thenewutah.com. Um, Hotdog-water.com. Yep, that'll also get to us. <laughs> um, you can also, you can find Suke Sake at uh, Suke com. <laughs> yes. It's in some liquor stores, right? It's in, um, I always just say use the DABC app. It'll tell It'll you tell every you single ones. location that has okay. it and their inventory. Is not well. in your local liquor store, go ask them for it. Yes. Um, because the more you ask them for it, even if you don't order it from your local store, especially the ones that are here in the state already, like on the shelves, if you ask them for it at your local liquor store, they'll start carrying it. It's funny because most places, they don't track stuff like that, but at the liquor store, they really do track mm-hmm. like people and, asking yeah. for things yep. request. and requests. Like she yeah. said, special order those cases because that will actually get the liquor store to start stocking them in yep. some of the it stores. It makes it way more accessible. And yeah. I have so... I. I have so much pocket sake I want to share with everyone. Yeah. So if you, y'all order trays right now, then you could just make it easier and buy it at the liquor store. Hopefully too in the bad next you can't buy bit. it in the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're on uh, Suki Sake SLC on Instagram. There you go. So I'm going to post some pretty cool shit about pocket sake soon. And, and That's this, awesome. This stuff is not like probably most of the sake you've tasted before. You need to it's try it. fucking delicious. And I don't usually so say that because everybody always tells me you should just try beer. I'm sure that eventually you'll find one I like you like and I never have... <laughs> But you really should try this. It's it's great stuff. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> <laughs>